Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages 6 and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, your host, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you will come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Hello, friends. I'm very excited about today's episode. Uh, Like many things in my content creation life, this episode was inspired by personal experience, mine, and interaction with you. And before I dive in, I actually wanted to just say that I am so grateful for the feedback that I've received about my solo episodes. They feel really fun to do, very natural, and it's just been really a joy. And I shared a comment, a partial excerpt from an email I received from a listener a few weeks ago. I believe it was after the tiny moments of self-love episode. And I just wanted to read that quote in case you aren't on the socials, which is totally fine. And this listener wrote, Long-time listener since the very first episode of the show, just had to drop a note after listening to this morning's episode. Basically, please never stop. There's so little sanity left in the world, and your perspective, show, simplicity, and thoughtful intention and approach to life are needed. Thank you for being a bright, consistent, level place for me to connect with over the years. The crazier the world gets, the more I appreciate what you offer to us who you don't get to see. Never doubt the little things are actually the big things. I'm so incredibly grateful for that message. Thank you to the person who sent it. And just thank you for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. Okay, let's get on to what I wanted to talk about today. So the inspiration, as I mentioned, came from interaction with people, (laughs) which is sort of ironic since the title of this episode is Couch to Peopling Training Plan. But this is my life. So last weekend, as context, I asked in an Instagram stories poll whether anyone else felt like they had gone ridiculously soft in terms of being in the world endurance. And the answer was overwhelmingly yes. Like 
99% yes. I love polls. I love data. And the other thing was that I heard from a lot of people through direct messages that they had either gone on work trips for the first time and were absolutely wrecked afterwards, or they had travel coming up for the first time and were very anxious about it. So that really led me to wanting to pull some thoughts together. And I guess I'll back up one step further to give you some background for why I was even asking this question. And the reasons are threefold. The first is last Friday, John, Vi, and I, we took the dog out after dinner time and we decided to go get ice cream. And we were sitting outside. The weather was kind of warm and lovely. And I think a storm was approaching because the sky, it was gray, but there was light shining through. And all of a sudden I felt a little uncomfortable. And I said out loud, I'm very uncomfortable right now. What is going on? (laughs) And Violet turned to me without missing a beat and said, mom, it's past 7 PM and you're usually in your jammies by now. Not wrong. I mean, really this kid, super smart, (laughs) but also a little like, wow. Okay. I'm uncomfortable being outside after seven. The second thing was that the next day I played tennis in the morning with John, came home, had a couple hours to relax and do things. And then Violet and I hopped out to the market to buy some provisions for a thank you lunch with my sister, which was lovely. We had lunch. And then after that, we popped over to a local bookstore to buy a birthday present for one of Violet's friends. These were all wonderful things. They were all lovely things. And I got home and was like, oh my goodness, I'm so tired. I'm done going outside today. It was 2 p.m. (laughs) And then I needed to sit with a cup of tea under a wool blanket and my heating pad for several hours with a book. I just needed to be silent and in recovery. I'm not kidding. I was there on the couch for hours. And then the third thing that happened was that I realized that My first work trips since the pandemic shut everything down are coming up in May. There are two of them within three weeks. And in fact, there was supposed to be a third trip. And I just said, no, there's no way that's that's going to happen because that one was somewhat optional. And I'm legitimately concerned about my stamina after this past weekend. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So as I was having these conversations in Instagram stories and in direct messages, I joked that I needed to build my endurance, but clearly it's not actually a joke. And so I decided to think about this like couch to 5k, which is something that I actually did, but I was thinking about it in terms of couch to peopling. And it actually reminded me a lot of early parenting because when Laurel was a newborn, I used to make it my goal to find one peoply place to walk around every day so that I didn't spend the entire day outside and could say, oh, yeah, I did this thing. (laughs) Because otherwise, as parents know, the early parenting days are a blur of diapers and feeding and all this stuff. And I will say that during that phase, I was somewhat concerned that the people at my lovely neighborhood CVS thought I came in every day to shoplift because I often just wandered around and then left without buying anything. Because really, when you're going to CVS every day, how many more things do you need? And then just to come back to Couch to 5K, I did this many, many years ago. It was the thing that turned me into a runner. I'm no longer a runner, but I used to be a runner. 
the kind of person who said they would never, ever be able to run and then eventually ran half marathons and at least enjoyed one of them like that. That couch to 5K is what got me on that path. So I figured I can do this. We can do this. I can go from my couch to peopling and back out in the world. And I just need some baby steps and a little intention and a plan to get there. So that is where we are with this episode. And I should say that Couch to 5K, it literally starts with steps like walk for one minute, run for one minute. So that's that's where I'm going here. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then I will continue with some tips for how to do this couch to peopling training plan. Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Okay, friends, I'm back. I'm here to talk about couch to peopling. (laughs) And I have a series of tips. And my first one is to think about your baseline and your target and identify next reasonable steps. I'm not going to get super prescriptive and as prescriptive as, say, the couch to 5K because everyone's baseline and target is going to be different. But my general point is to be kind to yourself and do whatever you can to avoid immediate crash and burn. So just to use myself as an example, I realized that my baseline (laughs) is that even though I interact a ton with people all day long, all week long on Zoom meetings, most weekdays, I don't see humans in real life other than my family. And a lot of weekdays, I only leave my house to walk the dog. Yikes. So my baseline is pretty not great in terms of peopling other than my family. So I originally thought to myself, okay, I'm going to do one people thing every day, but given what my baseline is, that target is clearly too much. So 
I realized that my travel target is five weeks away, which means I've got some time and I can ease in at, say, like three peoply things a week and ramp myself up. So, yes, my point is be kind to yourself, be reasonable about your expectations so you don't immediately crash and burn. Second, make a list of reasonable slash enjoyable peoply things <laughs> or potential things. And then plan some of them in your calendar. The reality is it is going to be difficult to disrupt your schedule fully or also build in people things that cause you to spend a lot of money. A, a couple of people responded to me saying that Target used to be their you know, maternity leave walk around place. And I feel like I would just spend lots of money I don't need to spend if I did that. But anyway, my point is think about people things that are within your reach and that you might be excited about. For example, or maybe not excited about, but you'll, you'll see where I'm going. There are necessities like going to the drugstore, going to the post office box, going to the grocery store. That can be part of your people plan. It's part of mine. Another could be supporting local stores for shopping or picking up takeout. This doubles as a community strengthener. Yay. A third recommendation is a walk or a coffee with a dear friend. This doubles as a relationship love hit. Also a good reminder that humans are worth it. <laughs> I have one of these scheduled for Saturday. A fourth thing that I think totally counts is if you have a pet, like a dog specifically, is going to the dog park. This doubles as exercise time for my dog, James. And I will say that even when I don't feel like talking to people, people invariably talk to me. I'm not sure what's up with that, but that's just what happens. Another idea is the library. I'm thinking of building in a weekly visit. I'm already a pretty frequent library user, but sometimes I'll go, you know, two or three weeks without going. But I'm thinking of making it a weekly visit because it can never hurt to be amidst books. And then there are some other things that my couch to peopling training is going to be supported by, all of which kind of came to a head this week. This is more in the category of general life stuff to take care of. But the first is that. I finally have booked the physical therapy for my shoulder problem that has been bugging me on and off for more than two years. So yikes, sorry it took so long, but I'm doing it and the appointments are twice a week. So listen, right there, starting next week, I'm going to have two of my peoply things in play. <laughs> uh, the start of soccer season for one of my kids. I just got the schedule, two practices a week and a travel game every week. Okay, uh, I'll be splitting those duties, but there's that. And then both of my children are in milestone school years. One is in fifth grade, so she will be wrapping up elementary school. The other is in high school and will be wrapping up. So lots of events. I just plugged those dates into my calendar. Wow. It's, it's intense. It's a lot, but I'm going to have a lot of practice. I have both a lot of necessary peopling practice scheduled and then a lot of like just purely lovely and life-giving people in practice. The next thing I recommend is to think through your upcoming travel and boundaries. So there are two things I want to convey here. The first is that after two years off the road, the reality is reentry is going to require refreshing my memory on some of the mechanics. <laughs> And I'm going to be really intentional to think through the itinerary in advance to figure out places where I can 
create some pockets and some breathers for myself. For example, I'm thinking, okay, maybe instead of sitting down to lunch with everybody, I'll step out for lunch or I'll eat a quick lunch in the group and then step out for the remaining time so I can have some just quiet alone time to recharge by myself. And then another thing is that one very Christine Co thing I used to do whenever I traveled for work is also try to find time with people I know on the ground socially. I'm just not going to do this at this stage of the game. And instead, I'm going to preempt by messaging the people I would normally try to see in the cities I'm visiting and say, hey, I would love to see you. And I know my peopling endurance is in the crapper. Let's connect another time when I'm in town. I love you. Just be really direct about it. So there are no hurt feelings and they know you're thinking of them. I think it's just a really simple and powerful way to be intentional and loving, but also understand your energy and your boundaries and set some boundaries around them. My fourth tip is to plan for comfort. Again, multi-part tips here. So the first thing is, some might disagree, but in my opinion, if you're just getting back to travel, this is not the time to all of a sudden wear heels all day. If you have been, like me, padding around in slippers for two years. So (laughs) I'm going to plan my attire to be as comfortable yet professional as possible. So we're talking comfortable flats, Athleta city pants, like pants that are stretchy and look like real pants, but are actually basically yoga pants, sweater blazers, the gamut. Super, super comfortable, not going to do anything wild. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.
The second thing I'm already planning on for my travel is I'm going to bring some of my very packable home creature comforts. Like clearly my heating pad is coming with me for when I'm back at the hotel. And I also have these, I think I talked about it in one of the episodes prior, but I have these essential oil rollers that I bought at Trader Joe's during the holidays. (laughs) It was like the ultimate stocking stuffer to myself. I love the smell of them. I use them every day. I'm going to pack one of those rollers with me uh, just so I have it as a little like comfort touch point. And then third, I recommend thinking about what felt really super good to you when you did travel. So maybe this is room service or trashy magazines at the airport, whatever those things may be, plan them in so you can have some like, oh yeah, I used to like doing this touch points. My fifth tip is to plan recovery time. This is something my husband, John, and I talked about a lot when I was on the road regularly, because this was not something I used to be very good about. I would do these really aggressive travel trips and build in no time and expect to just jump back into work and family life as soon as I got home. And I would often crash. I think there was one trip I came home from and I was reading to one of my kids and this was years ago, but she said at one point, mommy, your words are coming out all jumbled. Like, are you okay? I clearly was not okay. My brain had just shut off. So I was thinking about this tip also because in reading messages from people who felt like they had just been wrecked, one of them referred to feeling like they had been hit by a double-decker bus (laughs) after returning from travel. So I just wanted to draw attention to this point. A couple of specific recommendations. Clear the work decks as much as possible for the 24-hour window after you return. I recommend going super light on meetings after your return. Bump whatever meetings you can forward if they're not essential. Do not plan social events for right when you get back. You will be peopled out. I'm sure if you're like me, (laughs) you will need rest and recovery time. I also recommend considering leaving your out of office on on your email for an extra day or maybe switching it to a more generic slow to respond message just to give you a little more email breathing room. This is a huge thing for me, my email overwhelm. So when I have my out of office on, it really helps alleviate my anxiety because it lets people know I'll get back to you when I get back to you. And then if you work on a team, if you're working with other people on projects or whatever, Communicate honestly with them and tell them about your concerns, see if you can support one another, whatever it may be. But just, I think the more direct you can be about what is going on for you with travel, the better. The last thing I want to cover off on is something that applies to parents, and it is to acknowledge whatever guilt you're having and then think creatively. So over the same weekend, when I realized that I was sorely in need of couch to peopling, I also made our Q2 family poster board calendar. I'll share a link. I think I, yes, I posted a photo on Instagram because Violet and I were working on making the calendar. And then my dog James came and just stood on it looking cutely and wanted to be involved in whatever we were doing. But the family calendar, it lives in the kitchen. It maps out three months worth of time. So it's a great way to look ahead. And after I had everybody plug in their dates, that's the main thing about the family calendar is that I don't have to be the gatekeeper on the dates anymore. 
after we did this, I realized that, of course, my first travel is right over events for both of my kids that I had planned on supporting. Of course it was. This made me feel super sad and like I had already messed up things before I had even begun. (laughs) And I just let myself be sad about it for a little bit. And then I talked to my husband and he was like, we're going to figure this out. We're going to put a few things in play. And I also have a few ideas for how I'm going to support my kids from the road. And that's it. I mean, this is the reality of life. Like sometimes the family things and the work things collide and it can't all be perfect. So better to just feel those feelings and then figure out what to do next. So those are my recommendations. I do have a Your Next Edit, which is, of course, related to the context of the episode. And it is to plan on a book or podcast or two, whatever it might be, however long your trip is, and plan on these for your forthcoming trip. The underlying point is to delight in the downtime that you're in the air or at the airport or whatever and resist the urge to work the whole time while you're in transit. It's going to be a big change. You need to be intentional about your pockets of downtime. And enjoying a book or a pod on the plane is the perfect way to do it. Okay, friends, you'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources and related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. As ever, I would love to hear your thoughts and questions. Come say hello on Instagram or Facebook at Edit Your Life Show or send an email to edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. I would also be grateful if you would drop Edit Your Life a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a pod-loving friend about the show. Thanks for listening. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.